But lift up thy rod, stretch out thine hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. And I'll get me honor upon Pharaoh, upon all the host, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh and upon his chariots and upon his horsemen. Let's pray together. Father, we ask, Lord, in Jesus' name, God, that you'd help us to preach tonight. Lord, would you uh, help our voice and empower us? God, uh, give us a, a ready mind, a traveling mind through the Scriptures tonight. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd help us to preach exactly what you laid on our heart this afternoon. And Father, for everything that you do, we'll thank you and praise you. We'll honor and glorify you because we love you today. In Jesus' name, we make our prayer. Through his blood, we pray. Amen and amen. Now, you say, what do these verses have to do with one another? Paul said, over there in Romans chapter number 8, that we're more than conquerors. More than conquerors. And that's what I want to preach on tonight a little while. I want to preach on being more than a conqueror. Now, this morning, we looked over there uh, how that at the, uh, at the Passover, how that the blood was shed, and a picture of salvation, as we preached a little while, on the gospel according to Moses. And if that picture, if that Passover is a picture of salvation, I believe the Red Sea experience and indeed the experiences of the children of Israel uh, as they travel toward uh, Canaan land, I believe is a good picture of the Christian life. And I want us to look at this Red Sea crossing just a minute. And I want us to think about the fact that you and I are more than conquerors. And I say to you tonight that we're not nearly as feeble as we think. We certainly aren't as feeble as the world believes. Christians are the most powerful people on the planet. But the problem is we limit ourselves and we limit God. Through our unbelief, we limit God and what it is that God can do for us. It'd be untelling at the Concord Baptist Church if everybody would live victorious lives and seek God and get right with God and live for God and pray like they should. It'd be untelling what God could do in this community, indeed in this state, in this country, if just a handful of people would get on fire for God like they never have been on fire for God before. I want us to look at this, uh, uh, this Red Sea crossing here. And when you see that we find in the verses, I'll just give you a little outline here. This is free. Maybe some of you preachers can develop it and preach it. There's a delay that, uh, that uh, frustrated them. There's dangers that frightened them, doubts that filled them. But there's a deliverance coming. And that's the Christian life in a nutshell. I'm going to tell you that there are times in the Christian life where we will face difficulties. Don't be, don't be dismayed. Don't let the TV boys fool you. There's coming times in your life 
where difficulties are on the horizon. There's, uh, that's life, friend, life. It rains on the just and the unjust. Problems come to good people and bad people. And if you live any time in the Christian life, you're going to face difficulties. Now, wouldn't you agree with me tonight that when the children of Israel got delivered by high hand out of Pharaoh's bondage only to get trapped up against the Red Sea, that was a difficulty. As a matter of fact, they looked back at Moses and they said, were there not any graves in Egypt that you brought us out here to be buried by the Red Sea? Oh, they were upset that they had come down there and they'd gotten in this difficulty. But I'm going to tell you that life is full of difficulties. I believe that Job said that a man is born into trouble as the sparks fly upward. And I'm going to tell you tonight that you're going to face difficulties in life. We find that the Christian life even has doubts. There's going to be times you're going to doubt. Uh, doubts are going to be able to creep into your mind. I was thinking this afternoon about John the Baptist. There he had served God, lived for God. He was the forerunner of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, but down yonder in Herod's prison, uh, uh, my friend doubts began to creep into John's mind. And he asked the question, is, uh, he said, go ask him uh, if he's, he's the one or if we should search for another. Difficulties come and man's mind begins to bring in doubts. And I'm going to tell you something tonight. I've talked to people and they've said, I've never doubted. Then I, I wonder how much life you've ever lived. Uh, because life, a lot of times, will flood our minds with doubts. Uh, we'll doubt whether or not God cares. Uh, we'll doubt whether or not God can. Uh, we'll doubt whether or not God's watching. Uh, that's human nature. Doubts will come. Uh, so we see difficulties and doubts come uh, uh, in the Christian life. Uh, but I'm glad the Christian life has something uh, that the mortal life does not have. The Christian life has a deliverer. He ha it has someone uh, that can bring you through the doubts. Uh, he can bring you through the difficulties. Uh, and he can help you get through those times in your life. So they've come up on the Red Sea. They've come right up on an impossible situation. They've run right up on the, most diff the biggest difficulty that you can imagine. Let's look and see what it is that they have to do, and I believe we can draw some lessons from our life tonight. Number one, can I say to you that we see that faith was deployed. There they stand, Brother Neil, looking at that big old sea. There's no way around it, no way across it. If they'd have had a bunch of boats, it took them too long to load up the boats. How in the world will they be able to escape Pharaoh? How in the world? And boy, they begin to murmur and they begin to doubt. But in verse number 13, look what, Mo, look what God said. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. In other words, what Moses was saying is God didn't bring us this far to leave us here now. Amen. That same God that delivered us only a few weeks back Yonder over there in Egypt, that same God is just as powerful at the Red Sea. 
can I report to you this week, you're going to face difficulties and troubles and trials, but the same God that saved you, the same God that's been working in you, he's the same God that can deliver you through the troubles and the problems and the trials and the difficulties that you're going to come upon this week. God, help us to realize that God is faithful and he's worthy of our faith. Now we see God's purpose here, but we see God's plan. God's plan was to bring them across the Red Sea. Now note this. God wasn't caught off guard that he'd put them up against the Red Sea. God knew what he's done. It was all according to his plan. I'm telling you, I watched the news and uh, what was going on in this world today. And if you're not careful, it'll make you wonder. It seems so haphazard. Seems like nobody's got a plan. But somewhere yonder in glory, there's a God that everything is working out just exactly according to his plan. And we hadn't ought to get so fuzzed up about it. Uh, we've said for a long time it's coming, and now we're getting to see it happen. And it ought to excite us, ought to excite our heart. I don't understand a lot about it, but I know God's doing it. Amen. And things are operating just the way God intended for things to operate. And I'm going to tell you, God's got a plan in your life. If you don't remember anything else, remember this. When you come upon a difficulty this week, and most everybody in here will, you remember that that difficulty that you've come upon has not caught God off guard. God knew beforehand that it was coming. God knows the solution. God knows the answer. Don't get so wound up about it because God still knows what he's doing. There's a plan, but then Miss Karen, there's a purpose. And the purpose was God was going to use what they thought was their defeat for their deliverance. Now, only God can turn certain defeat into a complete deliverance. But God knew that he was going to need a big old body of water in order to drown Pharaoh in all his chariots. He was going to need a big body of water to do that. And so God had a purpose for bringing them to this place of difficulty. We see God's plan, God's purpose. But then we see Moses' proclamation. He said, stand still. Get ready of fear, fear not. Stand here and watch what God is about to do. Oh my, can I tell you tonight, Concord Baptist Church, we serve a great big God with great big plans. There's some of you that are facing difficulties now. There's some of you going to face difficulties in the future. But can I remind you that God is still on the throne? Do you believe that? And what God wants out of you in a lot of situations is to simply stand still and trust God. I don't know how that I got to the place in my life where I'm, I'm now the, oh, an older preacher, older preacher. For years, I was the youngest preacher in Yancey County, youngest pastor in Yancey County, seemed like for 20 years. And then now all of a sudden I've got young fellows calling all week long. I get phone calls every day. What am I going to do about this? Can I get your opinion about that? What should I do about this situation? What should I do about that? If they knew how stupid I was, they wouldn't call. Amen. 
But I try to give them a little advice, try to tell them, you know, what, what I think. But you know the best advice anybody can get, just stand still. Just stand still. Don't be afraid. Believe God. Exercise some faith and watch the Lord do something great. We see that there's God's plan, God's purpose, Moses' proclamation. But then there's the people's problem. I want to show you something about the parting of the Red Sea that maybe you've never thought about. You know what I think the problem with this story is? Too many of us watch Charlton Heston, and we think that's the way it happened. But TV didn't do it justice, honey. It wasn't that Moses stretched out his rod in the seas just, you know, on, the, on the Charlton Heston's movie. Them seas just part, and they walk through on that dry ground right there in the broad daylight. But if you'll read the Bible, verse number 21 says, And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by strong east wind all that night. And so Moses stretches his hand out. The east wind begins to blow at night. It's dark. They can't see what's happening. Have you ever thought about that? You talk about faith. The children of Israel had to start out their journey without even seeing what it was that God was doing out yonder in the dark. Can I say the problem that a lot of us have in our lives is because God often works in the dark. We can't see what he's doing. That bothers us. That bothers us. We want to be able to see the plan. We want to be able to see the path. We want to know what it is God's doing. But faith like film is developed in the dark. And many times you've got to wait and just trust God. Feeling that east wind blow. Even when you can't see what he's doing. You've got to learn to trust him in the dark times in your life. And what he promised you in the light. Don't doubt it in the dark. God's working even in the night hours. I'm glad he never slumbers or sleeps. I'm glad the Bible said that he that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. Hey, don't doubt, doubt God just because he's working in the dark. We see the children of Israel, they're waiting. They can't see. They don't know what's happening. But God is out there working in the dark. We see the people's problem. It's dark. We see in this story not only is faith deployed, but we see in this story that God uses it and the enemy is destroyed. What do you mean, preacher? Well, verses 27 through 28, God has worked all that night the children of Israel have exercised faith and started out into the ocean in the pitch black dark. Now think about it with me. There's no street lights. There's no flashlights. They're trusting God in the dark. And they start out the next day and cross on dry ground. God brings the children of Israel across just like he said he would. What a deliverance. But God ain't done. God's going to use that same mechanism of deliverance to destroy the enemy. I want you to hear what I'm preaching. Your enemy may be a physical person like it was Moses' 
But my guess is that most of y'all, your enemies are worries, your enemies are cares, uh, your enemies are, uh, are some of those things that flood your mind. Those are the, that's the battlefield that you face. That's the enemy that gives you a problem. Can I say that, thank God, he's able to deliver us uh, from the hardships that we face and at the same time destroy those enemies of worry, destroy those enemies of care, destroy those enemies of doubt uh, by that same mode of deliverance. Uh, hallelujah. I'm glad he's in the enemy-destroying business. I say this morning or this evening uh, that faith is the means for victory. You say, preacher, you're preaching a lot on faith. You got that right. Uh, faith is the means for this delivery. You know what Peter said in 1 Peter 5, 7? He said, cast all thy cares upon him because he careth for you. There are many of you that are slaves to your worries, doubts, fears, and cares. Uh, many of you, that's your chief enemy. That's what's holding you back. That's what's keeping you back. Can I say tonight that God is in the enemy slaying business through faith? Now watch this. Cast all your cares upon him for he careth for you. You study the, word, the meaning of that word cast, you'll find two, two scriptural meanings. One means literally to place on another. I'm glad, thank God, that the Lord's got strong shoulders. And we can take our problems, our troubles, and our cares and literally place them on him. But then there's another meaning for that. It's a banking term, and it means to make a deposit. Now, if you got a check this week and you went down to the bank, you know what you did? You put it in that little tube and 